Welcome to Work It, a show about work. This is a work of satire containing mature themes. Pour le service en français, appuyez sur le 1. For writer and performer Sam Alamang, please press 2. For writer and performer Janet Mowat, please press 3. For a measured and insightful discussion of This option is unavailable. For a comedic jaunt through the working world featuring clowns, toilet sports, and John Candy's cruise line, please stay on the line. Okay, folks, it's time for this week's edition of Some of Sam's Summaries. Summaries! So on the blog evilhrlady.org, one of my favorites, there was the post, what was your best office holiday present? Evil HR Lady says, it's time of the year where managers start to think about holiday year-end presents for their staffs. I want to put together a list of presents. Leave your answer in the comments. We should do more of that with our show. What do you think of uh, bosses? Let us know in the comments. So Janet, Katie says the best present she ever got was a Target gift card that said, thanks for helping keep us on Target all year. Another good one is a local nail salon gift card with a small hand lotion that said, you deserve a hand for all you've done this year. Ooh, so what other gift cards could they have given her? A shell gift card that says we're shelling out for you this year. A McDonald's gift card that says, fry me to the moon. It doesn't have to make sense. It's garbage. Uh, the next comment comes from Davy, I think. D-A-V-I, Davy. Uh, and Davy or Davy says, the owner gave us all handwritten notes inside of a book about generosity and $500. It was a very generous and unexpected gift, but the note that said what he appreciated about me and the work I do for our company was what I love the most. You're telling me the handwritten note was a better part of the gift than 500 bucks. I can't think of a single handwritten note on earth that I wouldn't sell for $500. If you handed me a handwritten love letter from Idris Elba and said, you can keep this or you can take 500 bucks. A particularly explicit letter from Marilyn Monroe to myself. <laughs> would be gonzo for a fraction of $500. It has drawings and everything is very nasty. Analyst Rob says he received a week off paid between Xmas and New Year's. They told us at the staff meeting a few days before, so it really was a surprise, but some people complained. So the CEO vowed to never give us surprise days off again. I probably would too. Yeah, that is such colossal raging bullshit from start to finish. I live halfway across the country from my parents and I like to go home at Christmas time. And if I made it all the way up to December 23rd, thinking that I couldn't go home and then suddenly found out that I would have an entire week and a bit off when I could have gone home, I would be livid. As if the whimsical joy of the surprise is in any way more considerate than just telling people Hey folks, as a matter of course, you have two weeks off at Christmas. And you can plan accordingly. <laughs> That's what my job does. They announced in September that we would have paid time off. Maybe they'll surprise you by canceling it. That could be fun. <laughs> You're welcome, staff. Elizabeth who I'm going to tell you is a person after my own heart, says the best gift she ever got was nothing. 
What I want is a great salary, excellent bennies, and to be treated like an adult who can manage her own time all year long. That's the best thing an employer can give me. Do that and I'll work my butt off for you. That's beautiful. I mean, it's hard to wrap that up with a bow and present it to you at Christmas time or during the holidays. Now there's one that's on the other side of the spectrum. Megan says, we always have a dirty Santa game for the HR department. I was super broke one year and bought a couple of $5 games. These games were fought over by over 60 plus HR professionals. What were the games? Toilet basketball and toilet golf. Are these games that you play while you're sitting on the toilet? I don't know, and I don't care to look it up, but I think so. Because <laughs> I would, if I had those games, I would bring them to the public washrooms in my building at work. But wouldn't you know it, within a few weeks, there'd be an all hands where the boss says, uh, we're losing valuable man hours to toilet basketball. <laughs> Too many pickup games. <laughs> If I'm honest, reading a lot of this, I find super depressing. It sounds like a lot of these people have kind of crummy jobs, so they're not treated super great uh, the rest of the year, and the employer buys them off with some of the like schlockiest junk ever. It leaves me feeling kind of despairing <laughs> at the condition of the modern worker. Yeah, part of me wants to say like, we live in a capitalist system where they're gonna have terrible jobs that they hate regardless. So at least these people are getting one nice thing a year. On the other hand, maybe that one nice thing a year that makes them just a little tiny bit happy is also like indoctrinating them into the system. It's sinister, I hate it. Well, I feel better already. Anyway, folks, listen to this. And then maybe there could be a sketch. <laughs> Welcome back to the Toilet Basketball Championship. I'm Plop Stinkums here with Diaper Annie. Plop, we've really seen some great toilet basketball out here tonight. The North Buttburg Poo Bottoms are maneuvering their mobile toilets around the court with incomparable skill. But don't count out the East Sewerton Dump Kings just yet. They've got league MVP Doodoo LaFudge coming off the bench and onto his custom Nike toilet, the Porcelain Max 7. If LaFudge can flush a few toilet baskets here, it'll be down the drain for North Buttburg. The crowd is on the edge of their toilets, and there's the whistle. LaFudge inbounds to Turdington. Turdington pivots, flushes, and passes to Brownie Skidmark. Skidmark is off his game tonight, Plop. People are wondering if he accidentally washed his lucky shorts. Let's hope not, Diaper Annie. He's nothing without those stains. Brownie passes back to LaFudge, and what's this? He's tying up the ball with a long ribbon of toilet paper. I think that's two-ply, Plop. The nimblest ply. He's swinging it around his head like some kind of toilet paper lasso, and it's good! From downtown toilet town, Doodoo LaFudge hits a huge number three. They've rigged fireworks to shoot at the top of their toilet tanks. Plumes of brilliant brown smoke exploding all above us, and with that, it's time for a word from our sponsor, the East Sewerton Mall. Bring the kids this weekend to meet Santa. Say diaper Annie, I wonder what Santa's toilet looks like. Do you think his sleigh has a toilet? Ooh, great question. Santa, I wanna see Santa. Mom, if he gets to see Santa, I do too. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas, children. Hop on up on Santa's lap. <clears throat> now then, little girl, what's your name? Hiya, Santa, I'm Kaylee. So, Kaylee, have you been a good little girl this year? Well, let's see. I'm the CEO of a major weapons manufacturer whose implements of death are sold all over the world. The whole world? Ho ho ho! That's not very nice. Well, 
Only in the bad countries, I mean. There's no naughty countries. Santa loves all the boys and girls. Ho, ho, ho. Don't be naive, Santa. You and I know it's in our national interest to demonize certain peoples as alien and menacing. That's simply not true. Ho, ho, ho. You say that, but we killed 30 farmers just the other week, and this whole nightmarish world just keeps on turning like nothing happened. We're drenched in gore, each and every one of us. Yay! Yay! Ho, 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 what's the use? We're doomed, aren't we? My home's about to fall through the ice, you know that? Any day now, a watery grave for Santa and his helpers. Oh, it's naughty. It's all so unbearably naughty. <laughs> well, look at it this way, Santa. <laughs> yeah? You've got a great opportunity here. Unfettered access to, like, everywhere on Earth? You kidding me? A few military contracts and you'd be rolling in it, Santa. Just saying. You're a real piece of shit, aren't you, Kaylee? Mom! So what's your deal? I've got a YouTube channel. Good for you. Yeah, it's called PragerU, Brett Stevens on Palestine, Alan Dershowitz on Zionism, loads of white-wing content. You know, I don't usually do this, but I'm gonna club you with this oversized candy cane now. Ow. Ooh, oof, oh. Hey, Dad, horse, Candy Stop cane, your oh. head, Ow. Oof, again. Ho, 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 happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho! Death to our enemies! Ho, ho, ho! Happy holidays! Ho, ho, ho! Death to our enemies! Alright, Sam, it's time for a conversation about the very serious, ripped-from-the-headlines topic of emotional support in the workplace. I feel ready. I hope I don't break down. I might need your... support. Well, this conversation will have some good ideas for you then. So when would you need emotional support in the workplace? Clearly this would be a situation that's very high stress, for example, uh, something quite serious like layoffs, and increasingly employees are turning to emotional support workers of some sort. Which brings us to Joshua Thompson of New Zealand. Good day, mate. <laughs> that's basically a New Zealand accent. Joshua Thompson was working at his job in New Zealand and was called for a very serious meeting and sensing that he was about to be laid off, he hired an emotional support clown. Did they carpool? What would you bring in that situation? If you were about to be laid off, Sam, what would you bring with you? I gotta say I do like clown for just undercutting the gravity of the whole situation. So what else could accomplish that? I guess a furry? <laughs> like the sexually suggestive kind of furry? Sure, absolutely. How about if we want to make them really uncomfortable, something like an emotional support, like, zit extractor? Ooh, emotional support Dr. Pimple Popper MD. Exactly! So the sort of emotional support that this clown offered is of quite an interesting variety. He made balloon animals while the bosses were in the process of laying Joshua Thompson off. I think I would ask for a horsey. <laughs> in the middle of it, just, hey, hey boss, shut up for a second. One horsey, please. 
According to Joshua, it was quite noisy actually when the clown was making the balloon animals and they had to ask him to quiet down so that the bosses could lay him off. Did the clown respond, honk, honk? <laughs> and then slipped on a banana peel. Boing. It was a metaphor for Joshua's career. When things got down to business, when they were actually in the midst of firing Joshua, the clown then mimed crying. <laughs> That absolutely rules. I think the big question in all this is what about the poor bosses who had to go through the emotional turmoil of firing an employee? Must have been hard on them. Yeah, those poor things. Joshua pointed out that it was nice for the bosses because they also got free entertainment out of the deal. So this brings me to the plight of the erstwhile CEO of the troubled startup WeWork, Adam Neumann, who is wacky for all kinds of reasons, but at one point in the recent past, he had to lay off 7% of his staff. And imagine how that must have felt for him. Very difficult, right? Yeah, yeah, probably heartbreaking. I'm sure he struggled to sleep at night. Shortly after laying off 7% of his entire staff, he held an all-hands meeting uh, announced the layoffs, and then immediately distributed tequila shots and brought out members of Run DMC for entertainment. I don't know if I would have hired Run DMC. They're a bit anti-establishment. If I was a CEO looking for support, I think I would, I would want someone a little more, you know, kid rock. That's a good point. On the other hand, they could do walk this way as security escorts them from the building. Apparently, they performed Tricky as a poetic reflection on how tricky it is having to fire so much of your staff. <laughs> that was really empathetic of them. It's tricky to not bleed millions of dollars, like every day. Very tricky. I wonder what other classic hip-hop groups you could bring in for emotional support. Wu-Tang Clan doing this bar chart ain't nothing to F with. So Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five could do the message, but the message is you're fired. <laughs> Bone Thugs and Harmony's Crossroads, but it's about your career crossroads. <laughs> See you at the job center, job center, job center. That's depressing. You know what? I think that guy with the clown was onto something. Sure, Janet. I mean, what delicate workplace scenario wouldn't be improved by injecting some chaos? Hey, you're not clowning around, Sam. Hold still while I shoot you out of this cannon, would you? You ready, Collins? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can do this, boss. You think? This is the biggest presentation of your career. You mess this up, we lose our funding. Oh, jeez. Hey, emotional support ringmaster, little help? Ladies and gentlemen, directors and executives, stakeholders of all ages, I present to you the jewel of Global Solutions, Inc., described by her peers as reasonably capable. The person we'll all blame if this falls apart, Cindy the Unwitting Scapegoat. Uh-oh. Rubens, Mr. Dillinger says he needs that report by end of day. But, but I thought I had until Monday. Look it, you've had months to work on this. Get cracking. Oh no, I need a miracle. Something troubling you, Rubens? Lorenzo the emotional support magician, I have to cram months of work into one afternoon. Wow, I bet you wish you hadn't put that off so long. Well, could you, could you pull a completed report out of your hat or something? I kind of thought that was where this was going, you being a magician and all. Tell you what, I can make you disappear. Really? 
Yeah. Hey boss, Rubens won't have that report on time. Rubens, you're fired! Get out of here! Oh, that kind of disappeared. Lorenzo, how do you do that? Oh, it's simple, really. Folks, I'm so excited to be here at NerdCon to give you a sneak peek at eBanana's latest tech solution. Now, I know you've all heard the bankruptcy rumors, but this is really gonna save our bottom line. You'll, you'll all be begging to invest. Take it from me. Oh, uh, uh, don't mind the emotional support circus animals. They're just, they're just here to help me through this. It's kind of a high stakes, you know, product launch, you see. Hey, Floppy. Floppy, no! Stop trampling the audience! Oh no, the lions just ate all our VPs! The clown car just ran over the prototype! Oh no, who invited Pennywise? Uh, on second thought, maybe bringing circus acts into the workplace is for bozos. Get it, Sam? Like the clown? I don't know, it has its upsides. That's it, all the way inside the cannon, Janet. Like this? Definitely. I mean, sure we're on the cutting edge of sloppy DIY workplace-based comedy. Yeah, leaders. But how do we know we're leaders? I guess it's just something you feel and you don't have to do anything in particular. Maybe it's something you can only know if a random internet quiz tells you it's so. Preposterous. Unless we can get content out of it. I've got good news for you, Sam. Oh boy, oh boy. Let's do the leadership quiz. Are you a natural leader or a follower? From the website 365tests.com. I trust them. Five, strongly agree. <laughs> so we are answering on behalf of Work It, not, not on behalf of Sam, not on behalf of Janet, but as the show Work It. Sure, yeah, yeah. We'll debate each question. Uh, skip a bunch of the boring ones. Which of these animals most closely resembles you? Great White Shark, Labrador, Lion, or Koala Bear. I feel like Work It is very needy, makes a lot of demands on our time, and is relentlessly upbeat. Great White Shark. You read my mind. So, so the program's a Labrador, I think, is what you're saying. Feel free to debate me. Well, I think koalas, don't they eat eucalyptus and then get sort of zonked out? I, I kind of dig that. <laughs> I still think work it's actually a Labrador, but I'll say koala bear because they're cuter. We're, we're pretty cute. Uh, given a free choice, what would you most like to wear to work? Power business suit, the same clothes I wear on weekends, a replica of Napoleon's uniform, or smart casual, maybe jeans, but a smart jacket. Answering is work it. Obviously Napoleon's uniform. Obviously. Um, I would dress as Queen Elizabeth I, and you would dress as Napoleon. Mary! And we would jello wrestle. I mean, just just think of the 8x10s. So our headshots are taken in costume post jello wrestling, yeah? Woke up like this. Alright, you're on jury duty. The jury has been sent out and you're about to choose a foreman. Would you say you'd like to be considered in the vote? Would you say you don't mind who's chosen as long as it's not you? Would you tell everyone to take five, you know the right verdict, and you'll be going back to tell the judge what it is shortly? Or would you look around and hope someone else volunteers? 
I think we all know the correct answer. I see work it as dictatorial. Yes. Work it believes very firmly that it knows what's right and doesn't particularly care what everyone else thinks. Yeah, 100% agree. 12 angry men, but 90 seconds long with a lot more fart sound effects. <laughs> That's how you announce that you've made up your mind as a juror. Not guilty. <laughs> um, very important question. Which Star Wars character would you like to be? Salacious Crumb. Who's that? The so-called monkey lizard that hung out with Jabba the Hutt and just cackled at everything bad oh, happening to everybody. Oh, man, that is us. So the four options are far less interesting. Luke Skywalker, who does the right thing but remains modest. Obi-Wan Kenobi, who has great power but uses it wisely. Chewbacca, cute and helpful. The Emperor, if I'd had all that power, that rebellion wouldn't have reached first base. I don't mind Chewbacca. I don't care for the description, what, cute but helpful? No, he's a big dumb brute. Fiercely loyal, shouts a lot, mm -hmm. very hairy. It's all adding up. And our result is... We are harboring leadership ambitions. Which implies that we're not actually leaders, we just really, really want to be. Uh, it advises us, be nice to the people you meet on the way up, if only because one day you might meet them coming back down. No. Wrong. Since we will never come back down from our glorious highs, this test can go F itself. Ah, Jerry, is it? Welcome to Widget Consulting. I'm Linda. Pleased to meet you, Linda. Take a seat. Now, Jerry, you understand that this managerial position is all about leadership. You bet. My degree is in business management. I've got a certificate in corporate leadership, and I recently coached my son's toilet basketball team to eighth in their division. How many teams in their division? Four. Huh. Now, Jerry, I want to see just what kind of leader you really are. So first off, how would you describe your approach to teamwork? Great question. I really thrive on collaboration. I love making connections. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're a Princess Leia then. I'm sorry, a... Yeah, I kind of had you pegged as an Emperor Palpatine, but that's fine. I I'm a Darth Vader myself. A Darth Vader in teamwork? Yeah. Now moving on. Let's say there's a big decision being made and your team can't agree on the correct solution. Well, I think there comes a time when you need to quiet all those voices and make a decision as the leader. Oh, a Gandalf. You could have just said so. Gandalf? Really? Or an Aragorn, maybe? You know, I wish you'd be clearer with your answers. Well, so long as I'm not a Tom Bombadil, right? Hmm. Okay, next question. When you're new to a complex situation, how do you like to get your bearings? Well, I like to look at precedent, analyze how things have gone in the past. See, again, uh, I don't know why you're dancing around this. Like, you're clearly trying to say that you're- I'm a, uh, Commander Data. I'm sorry, who? Oh, um, I mean, I'm a- Hal from 2001? What's, what's with all these weird references? I don't get it. Look, I'm trying to say I'm analytical. Oh, right, you're like TARS. The robot in Interstellar? I barely remember that movie. You know what? I don't think this place is going to be a good fit for me. Jerry, why are you being all Private Hudson and Alien about this? That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. 
you think important qualities can be neatly encapsulated in boring sci-fi references. Like, I'm a Gandalf? You're a Darth Vader? What does that even mean? Jerry, I find, I find your, your lack, lack of faith, faith disturbing. Oh, I should have known better. <laughs> so much for me. Folks, it's time for this week's installment of Instant Startup. This is the game we play where our listeners submit names of celebrities. We randomly draw two of those celebrities. We randomly draw a sector, and then we make a startup run by those celebrities in that sector. Janet, are you ready? I was born ready. Your founders are John Candy and Robin Williams, suggested by Lori, and their startup is in the cruise line sector. So Janet, the first question we ask is, who's the boss? And then we'll find a job for the other person. How do we decide this? Who's who's funnier? Who's more capable of guiding a cruise ship to its destination? Well, John Candy was in a film called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, but there were no boats involved. John Candy was co-owner of the Toronto Argonauts? That's nautical. Oh my god. The Candyman is really running away with this thing. Is there anything to recommend Robin Williams? Robin Williams played the amnesiac Peter Pan in Hook. There were boats in that. Yeah. Are you not convinced? I'm deeply concerned about cocaine use on the boat. Right. So what would Robin Williams' role be? We could take the easy way out and put him in charge of entertainment, and he would probably be in the lounge 24-7 doing racist jive voices and bouncing off the walls. Damn straight, baby. Yeah, and you could also sell your cruise tickets for a million dollars each. I will say we're goofing on the guy. I did meet Robin Williams once, and he was perfectly lovely, and I'm sure he's a great guy. So this is all said from a place of love. You met Robin Williams? How did you meet Robin Williams? I was working at a uh, well-trafficked by celebrity bookstore on Bloor Street in Toronto. I was working in the section that sold CDs, LOL, I'm old. It was the time that Tom Waits' Blood Money and Alice had just come out, and he bought both of them. He did do a Tom Waits impression for one second for me. Oh my god! Janet, my self-indulgent story got us closer to an answer. Robin Williams is in the lounge all day, every day, singing the songs of Tom Waits. (laughs) You know he would have to sing Prince Ali in a Tom Waits voice. Janet, you know that we now have to sing Prince Ali (laughs) in the Tom Waits voice. (laughs) Prince Ali! Go on. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Prince Ali, mighty is he, Ali Ababa. <laughs> Strong as ten regular men, take it from me. He faced the galloping hordes. A hundred bad guys with swords. And so on. Who sent those goons <laughs> to their lords? Why Prince Ali? You get the idea. All right. So, yes, obviously coked up Robin Williams 24-7 imitating Tom Waits, of course. And John Candy, I mean, we say he's the boss. I guess that also means in practice he's the captain. So who else in Robin Williams's and John Candy's networks could they tap to join them? John Candy's easy, the entire Second City crew. Um, Like, I could see Eugene Levy being um, 
a bellhop. Oh, that's very nice. What's the, um, give me a second. There's a word that I'm looking for that's on the tip of my head. The tip of your head. Is that Is the word, word illiterate? <laughs> I said head just as I was thinking of the word that I was looking for. The word on the tip of my head was figurehead. Catherine O'Hara is the figurehead. Okay. Who does Robin Williams know that would be of use to us? Uh, he was friends with Superman, Christopher Reeves. Reeve? I think he knew Mrs. Doubtfire. You never saw them in the same room at the same time. Mrs. Doubtfire doing the daycare. I want Iago on this cruise ship. Would he sit in the crow's nest? Ah, land! <laughs> you try it. Let's hear your Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, no! Land how? The last thing we need is a brand name. So I think the name writes itself. It obviously should be planes, trains, and automobiles, and also boats. What do you think? I mean, thinking of Robin Williams and Dead Poet Society, Oh Captain, My Captain comes to mind. Maybe he recites that every time John Candy approaches the helm. <laughs> Everyone present has to stand on a table. John Candy in a smoking jacket, or let's face it, by day three, probably just a robe and a cigar basks in their adulation. So planes, trains, and automobiles, and also boats. Thank you to Lori for the suggestion. Thanks, Lori. Ah, there's an iceberg. Wowie zowie, there it is. Work at 30 in the can. Hope you enjoyed it more than your toilet basketball set. Please follow at WorkItPod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And rate and review the show in your podcast app of choice. It would make us rich and famous and handsome and rich and famous and famous and rich. Nice. Do you love listening to CFMU, but don't know how to express that love? Radio may be an older invention, but that doesn't mean it's stuck in the past. Instead of yelling into the void, I like your show! show, show, show. You can just tweet us or any of our shows under their own hashtag using hashtag CFMU underscore show name. Go give us a shout! <laughs>